Hello and welcome to the final whistle. I'm Kenzie Benali. And I'm Steve Forbes. Well, Southampton's final game of the year ends in a 2-1 defeat to Fulham. Dean Hammond and Adam Leach are back with us to talk about that game. Dean, we'll come to you first. Uh, your general thoughts on that Southampton performance. Disappointment for, for the players, um, for the effort they put in. I don't think they deserve to necessarily win the game, but I don't think they deserve to lose it. Um, I think there was a... The positive is there's there was improvements from the Brighton game, so that's that's progress. Um, I thought the players played with more energy, um, more desire today, um, especially in in the second half. The, I think the change of shape in the second half almost went to a traditional four four two, better in possession, more movement off the ball, more options on on the ball. Um, a wonderful free kick from from James Ward Prowse, but ultimately conceded from two set pieces, which will again be the disappointment because that is, yeah, it's the basics of the games really. Um, you know, you speak about it before the game in preparation, don't concede from set pieces, don't give the team um, goals. Um, and that's what we did today, unfortunately. And it's it's becoming a little bit repetitive. And I think that's the disappointment because the players put a really good away of performance in um, today. They created opportunities without really creating chances, um, but got into some some good areas um, and looked better as a team today. So there's some improvements, but it, you just feel a little bit low because obviously it's another defeat and in the manner you lose it um, so late on in the game where you actually think if there's going to be one team that's going to win it, it potentially could have been Southampton. Um, so I'm gutted for the players. I'm sure Nathan's gutted. Um, but it's it's just a disappointment in the manner you lose it. And they're the basics and the things that the team are going to have to improve on if they're going to start to, to win games and, and climb up the table. Yeah, Adam, particularly disappointing given that the game felt like it was there for the taking tonight. Yeah, I, I think that's... I completely agree, Kenzie. That's what's most gutting about it is, is it felt like there was three points there. Fulham, you, we, you know, I speculated and it was only speculation before the game, but sometimes a team that's not got lofty ambitions but that's doing quite well has just had a good result actually it's not always a bad time to play them because kind of their desire level is just not quite there they might be confident but they just don't want it that much i felt like that's what we saw today from fulham they just you know they, they were kind of happy to play a little bit within themselves today um and therefore i think they were there for the taking for saints to concede the goals they did was just whew, it's a it's a blow it's a real blow um it's just so basic so so basic um i think you have to try and look for positives especially when you've got such a massive game now just a few days away uh and there was a lot of improvement and from from the brian game and i think that you you that is what Nathan will be working on now with the players, trying to pick them back up again off, off the floor, because I think they will be a bit flawed uh, by this result and, and kind of the way it happened, simply because they would have felt playing in that game that, that they they might well win it. But the other thing I would say is uh, around that consistency. I mean, I know I'm sure we'll talk about the formations in a bit more detail, but I just... I didn't understand the number of formation changes that the that, that Nathan Jones put out during the game. There was a, a quite a bit of chopping and changing in that second half. And I, again, I think they just need a bit more consistency with how they're how they're lining up, 
and the way in which they want to play. And then you can rotate players in and out once you've established a system. I think this kind of almost experimentation, live experimentation, but in, in the real, real heat of some huge games is is not all that helpful. So I'm hoping that they'll settle down a bit for Wednesday. OK, then, before we discuss today's match in more detail, here's how the game panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. I'll be grateful Wolves lost at home to Manchester United earlier, but let's be honest, that's not going to make any difference if they can't pick up a draw or their second win in their last 17 visits to Fulham. As Saints play it over the top for Shea Adams, no flat. Adams in the box on the left, Leno comes out! And it comes off the German and goes out for a corner. Here comes Willian, approaching the box. Anthony Robinson out on his left! And a good cross in and it's cleared away brilliantly. Floats it right-footed all the way out to Pereira. Volley deflects, 1-0 Fulham! It's lucky. The referee checks the VAR, but Fulham celebrates. Ward-Prowse lining it up. Leno waits, dead centre of the goal. Here comes James Ward-Prowse and it's 1-1! And he's done it! Ward-Prowse has equalised and runs away to those Saints fans over to our left. Bottom left-hand corner of Leno's goal. Arebo keeps it going. Ward-Prowse feeds a dozy. Low shot and he can't get it away from his own body. It goes out off him for a goal kick. He goes out to the left to Anthony Robinson. He hangs it up under the crossbar. Pazunu catches it. Was he fouled? Referee doesn't say so. And then Tetti blasts it horribly wide. Stuart Armstrong's picked it up. He's got Perro to his left. Perro driving in the box, being pulled wide. Stays on his feet in a sliding challenge. He cuts inside Tete brilliantly. But in these wet conditions, it was hard to keep his balance. Here comes the corner to the near post. Back heel to the far post. And it's 2-1. And Polinia scores. And Saints have given it up late, late at Craven Cottage. Fulham have scored with two minutes to go to go 2-1 up against Southampton here at Craven Cottage. Lianco's lost his bearings. Fulham won a penalty. Pazunu with the foul. It's been given. And this could be signed and sealed for Fulham in a moment. Mitrovic saved. Pazunu makes up for the penalty by saving Alexander Mitrovic's penalty. That's it. It's another defeat for Southampton. Southampton enjoyed a relatively positive first half an hour as well, but Fulham were the ones who, who took the lead. Dean, was that unfortunate? Obviously a deflection off Prowse, an own goal for him, or, or should Southampton have just defended that corner better? It's difficult to say, Steve. Um, I think a bit of both. I think you have to look at it from Fulham's point of view and um, the creativity and the imagination um, and the vision from, from William. Um but if you look at it and you dissect it, the three centre-halves of Southampton are all not marking anyone. I don't know if they've gone zonal there and the midfield players or the players in front of them are trying to block the run um, of the Fulham players. But it's 11 v 11 on the pitch and there shouldn't be a spare man on the edge of the box, really. And even if there is, the pace that William delivered the ball to him was quite lofty. So there's time for a player to react and get out to the ball a little bit quicker. Shea tries to do that. If I'm being ultimately critical, which I think you need to be honest, he turns his back and I think he just needs to front it up and, and take one in the face or, or the chest. Um, and then Prousey, if, you, if you're going into real detail, tries to clear it with the wrong leg. It's going onto his left left foot. And he tried to cut across it with, with his right. Now, I'm not saying it's easy. And the pace of the strike, it will come in really, really quickly. And he's just reacting. 
But if you if you're really looking at it, he needs to just clear it calmly with his with his left foot, get a good contact on it, and he doesn't go in the goal. So there's a little bit of luck at it from from Fulham, but again, you have to look at it and think. I think this is where, as a former player, it's difficult for me because in no moments you've got to you've got to see things, and as players in the box, you've got to see where someone's spare. You've got to sense the danger. You've got to sense that Williams' positioning of how he's going to take the, the, the set piece, he's not going to whip it in because of his position of his body. And you've got to have someone within that area, again, we go back to it, experienced players, where they recognise something different is going to happen and you have to react to it. And I don't think that the players at the moment are taking that responsibility or are willing to take that responsibility to do something off-key. Um, and it just needed that today, really, and a bit more of that communication, that demanding from each other in these moments from set pieces of just reacting quicker um, in the moment and sensing the danger again. It's sensing the danger that something's going to happen and throwing your body on the line. And, and just like I say with Shay, you've just got to take that in the face and not, not turn his body um, a little bit. But there's some fortune to it. And when you're down the bottom, you don't quite get that luck. So... It goes against Southampton, but again, if you look at it, there's 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 ways that where it could have been prevented, and that's that again will be the disappointment. Adam, you mentioned a moment ago that we did see quite a bit of chopping and changing with regards to the formation. We started with a five-two-two-one, then of course Nathan Jones opted to change to a back four at half time. What what was your reading of that, and and how do you think that worked for Southampton? Well, I think it did work. I think it was a good move. Uh, I think when you, if you actually look at the squad on balance and you look at the players that they've got just on the sheet of paper, they're they're better suited, in my opinion, to a back four because they have limited options in some areas. So you want to get the right players in the right positions as best you can and get and get the round pegs in the round holes. I think they looked better for me when they went to a four. They were much more, I think, threatening to Fulham and Fulham were causing them really very few problems. They, they looked like the team who were going to go on and win. Why, when a, a kind of a dozy got injured, they, they kind of went to five again? I'll be honest, I just don't really get it. I don't understand why you would chop and change again when, when you're in control. Just bring on another player. Um you know, either like for like or if you want to go a little bit more defensive, if you want to kind of protect what you've got, then just don't bring on quite such an attacking player or move it around. I, did, I didn't really get it, um, to be honest. And I, I kind of, like I said earlier, I feel a bit like we're living in Nathan Jones trying to find and search for things that work, um, which you, you, in a way you can't criticise him for, but they, they have had quite a long time on the training pitch, at least to kind of figure these things out. I don't, I don't really get it. And Ralph came in for a lot of stick for kind of refusing to change things at times in the game. And now we're seeing almost the opposite happening. Um, I really feel that, that you, obviously you need to be able to adapt, but he really needs to settle on his best formation. Um, ideally his best team, but certainly his best formation that he thinks can, can kind of, reap the most benefit for the for the players that he's got in his squad overall and then try and train the players into those positions. And like Dean said, I appreciate it. it's really easy for me to sit here and say this. Um and it's much harder for him to do. But I think that the the one thing is when teams any team I've seen, when they're struggling, when players are struggling, when their minds are starting to go a little bit, their confidence starts to go, you just need to give them something really simple 
they just understand they know instinctively how to do it because they've trained and they've trained and they've trained so you kind of take some of that thinking almost away from them so then they can just concentrate on getting the basics right uh, and i think that's what they need to do and not to overcomplicate things too much that change at half time was a good change it worked no need to change it again in my opinion the way the game was going so i think it's a, again it's just about that word consistency Southampton did equalise in the second half. Uh, James Ward-Prowse scoring his first free kick of the season, Dean. It's been a long time coming and you saw what it meant to him in his celebration. Will that be a huge relief for him? Yes, Steve. I think it will. It's, again, it's, it's a brilliant free kick. Um, and as he lined it up, I, I could see the, the, I think the goalkeeper gave him a little bit too much room, but obviously he still has to execute it and he did with, with pace, power and accuracy and it's Fantastic for him. And I think from that moment then, you, James's standards rose again. He came a little bit more involved in the game um, and he looked a little bit more confident um, and more of what we have come to expect from, from Prowse. Two minutes later, he, again, he slides a lovely ball through to Adozi, who almost gets in. Um, and he just looked a little bit more confident. So I'm sure he's needed that. And that will come from you know, personally and taking a lot of responsibility on from, from his performances, from the results not going away, from being captain. And that can lay heavy on you sometimes. So um, it's brilliant for him. Fantastic free kick. There's not many players that, that can do what he does. Um, and it, it was great. And, and from that moment, I just felt as though Southampton could go on and win it. And they came out in the second half and they were excellent. They really were. The, the way they kept uh, possession better... Uh, the movement off the ball was better. There was more options for each player. There was more running off the ball, more unselfish running off the ball. They looked like a a different team second half, more of a, a threat. And it was it was good to watch. And from that moment when Prowse scored, I thought, okay, Southampton can go on and win this game. And to to, to lose that game from the position is the disappointment. But it's a fantastic uh, free kick from Prowse. And hopefully from now on he can he can be a little bit more influential. Um, in his performances, with his assists, with his free kicks and, and goals because he's so important to the team. and He's, he's a top player, he really is, and he's, he's so, so important to the Southampton team. Yeah, he really is indeed. Well, Adam, what did you make of, of that after that? Because, uh, you know, Southampton were creating chances without really testing Leno. Yeah, yeah, they, that is true. But the the real positive of that is that they they were controlling the game, and that's not something that they've done for sustained periods all that often this season. And so that that's a good sign. That's a sign of improvement that they could do that. Yes, of course they need to turn that into chances and goals ultimately, but they also need to kind of get their head around and get used to being on the front foot of controlling the ball, controlling possession again to try and impose themselves on uh, on an opposing team rather than than kind of allowing uh their opponents to to come onto them and then almost finding themselves reacting all the time they they need to be the ones that are confident in what they're doing and able to control a game like that or at least control spells and periods of the game and i think that was uh, that was something that we did see that was positive today they were able to do that even if it didn't you know turn into goals and and three points and it's something that's going to be really important against Nottingham Forest as well I mean Forest are going to turn up and they are going to pose a problem for Saints Saints are going to be under immense pressure in that game they're going to have to be able to 
take control of the ball and kind of give themselves a little bit of breathing space to be able to control the game a little bit, to be able to control the pressure in some ways. So it's it's it was a good sign. It needs to get better. And they need to be able to do it for a more sustained period of time, obviously, because they still ended up losing the game. Yeah, Fulham's winner coming from another corner uh, with Jao Polinia heading in at the back post. Dean, do you want to talk us through what happened there from, from a Saints point of view? Well, it'll be interesting to, to hear from, from Nathan in terms of, I think they've changed the way they've set up defensively from, from set pieces. Like I mentioned, almost we're allowing the three centre-halves to mark zonally and, and maybe allowing them some space to tap the ball. Um, and the players in front of them uh, are marking. But Fulham get the first contact by getting across the, the front post, which you, you can't allow. Either the, 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 the Southampton player, I'm not sure it was, maybe Cole Peters, is unaware of the player coming around him. That's where he needs to use his body. Again, it comes from communication from his teammates of, of um, informing him there's a player coming. Then he can change his position so no one gets in front of him. He should, whoever's at the front post should win that first header because it's not a great delivery. And then for that moment, Stuart Armstrong is marking where, again, I think in the moment, I think, is it the, the 86th minute, something like that? Should Stuart Armstrong be marking when there's other players that are probably better? Um, but he can do better. He's ball watching as the ball gets flicked on. He kind of loses his marker. Again, doesn't use his body or his arms to, to know where his, his marker is and they get a free header at the, the back post. So, Small details, but at this level, it, it costs you. It really, really does. And in the 86th minute, you would be devastated to, to lose a game like that, and especially from a set piece. If Fulham score a wonder goal or they score a goal from 30 yards, you have to sometimes take that on the chin. But to concede from a, a set piece is disappointed because they defended really well at times today. The three centre-halves, Mitrovic wasn't really in the game and, and they defended those crosses, the long balls, the direct balls really, really well. So just a frustration. And I think it comes down in that moment, just being on the pitch and sometimes you have to think for yourself. Sometimes you have to think like, it's Stuart Armstrong marking right, forget that. I'll take him. I will mark. You go him out and do something else on the edge of the box. Um, I don't think the players quite have that confidence and, and belief um, to take that responsibility yet. But that will come. They're a young team. But, yeah, I think it was Nathan will be <laughs> disappointed because it's another set piece. Yeah, well, Adam, it could have been worse for Saints. What did you make of that penalty at the end? Oh, what's the politest way of... <laughs> uh, it was calamitous, wasn't it, really? It was, it was somewhat embarrassing uh, defending. Um, it was just uh, it was all over the place. I mean, Lianco, um is is got a lot of good points, and his you wouldn't want to take his passion and his aggression out of his game because it's it's important. But it does sometimes get the better of him because he has a tendency to switch off and just kind of move almost with his heart rather than his head at times, and, and he gets caught in some. Um, very, very strange uh, uh, positions that, that can cause some problems sometimes. And that's basically what happened, I think. And and it was obviously uh, a penalty. Credit to Bazuno. He got up and uh, made the save. And I think that's hopefully good for him because he is clearly struggling a little bit as well. Um, I think he's under probably feeling under a little bit of pressure and rightly so. Uh, he's he's not looking the most confident or stable or composed. And when you have two guys 
waiting in the wings for your position who kind of you know you might not class either of them as spectacular but what you can say is that they they both are calm and composed and experienced goalkeepers at this level um you would feel the pressure i think uh so at least there's something there for him to take out as a positive because i think yeah there's a he's had a tendency to get himself into some pickles recently um and to make a few errors or errors of judgment so at least in the end he he made the save but again it's one of those slightly worrying moments it, it didn't cost them and if they would have scored it didn't matter anyway but what you don't want to do is you don't want to have moments like that continue to happen these kind of crazy moments where somebody's head goes and and there's you know dean spoke about it beforehand as well the individual errors that that are, that are costly this one wasn't costly but on another day it could have cost them um and so that these are the kind of things that they had just have to try and cut out and these are things that it's very hard for Nathan Jones to deal with because this is the mentality or, and the confidence of the players that are out on the pitch. And there's only so much you can ever do about that. Well, let's hear from Nathan Jones now. Here's what the Southampton boss had to say after the game. Yeah, really difficult. Um, I thought, you know, both halves, we were, we were very organised in terms of everything we did. We limited them to very little and then we we had real good situations. To, to be fair, we should have gone in ahead first half, but we didn't. And in fact, we went in behind because we, we switched off from a set play. We've got to be better than that. We have to try and build. We have to try and build performances, build results, build it. And, and today we didn't give ourselves a chance. We really, really didn't give ourselves a chance because we conceded, conceded from two set plays. And that's the frustrating thing because between both boxes, not a problem and I thought we had enough situations enough and enough opportunities to have got definitely got something from the game and we you know with a little bit more discipline and a little bit more sort of doing the basics right we, we could have won the game yeah well we'll move on to our next Premier League fixture against Nottingham Forest on Wednesday night a team that's just one place ahead of us in the league by just one point what are your early thoughts ahead of that one Dean? Well, it's almost as probably close as you can get as a, as a, as a must-win, really. Um, it's important for the stage of the season, important for, for Nathan, I think, as a manager, important for, for the squad that they react now. There's some improvements today. There's progress because the performance was better. Um, but like Adam touched on, Nottingham Forest will come there and they will realise that Southampton will be under pressure. But if they can continue that progress, the second half was better. The second half was much, much better and, and more to what we expect of Southampton. Confident possession, had some control of the game, created opportunities, looked like a threat. And if they can take that into the game, then that, that's an improvement again. And just defensively, concentration it is so key at this level in every little moment. I think at the moment at Southampton, they're almost at the most vulnerable when they're on top because they let their minds drift a little bit. And that comes with the inexperience. You're almost um, happy with how you're playing. You switch off in those moments where you need to be, especially defensively. Um, but there's improvements there. And I think it's a game that Southampton can, can win. And if they do, you start off the, the new year in the, in the right manner, um, with the right approach and build some momentum. And, and a home win as well would be really important. Adam, we often joke with you that you don't like that term must win, but it does feel incredibly important, this Nottingham Forest game, doesn't it? Well, it, it's a huge game. Um, I mean, it's you don't want to over talk it too much. It's, there's always a danger of doing that, but it does feel like their most important game of 2023 might come on the 4th of January. Um, 
because if they if they were to I mean they've got they really need to beat Nottingham Forest I wouldn't say must win because they aren't going to be relegated if they lose that but they really need to win if if that were to be a, a draw or even worse a defeat um which is almost unthinkable really then the the problems are are just uh, they feel so huge i think that at that stage if jones has come in he's lost these three games the way that the confidence of the team will be the squad the way the fans will be i think they will be upset and and angry and it will make it a very difficult uh, rest of the season for saints to go and perform it's it makes it a massive game the the flip side of that is if you win actually you, things are looking up again. You you feel a little bit more confident. Okay, there's a game that we really had to win against a relegation rival. We did it. We've proven that we can do it against those teams out there. We just got to keep going. Um, they get a little reprieve from the league then for for cup competitions, which is which if you won almost wouldn't be a bad thing because you kind of have a little chance to take stock, kind of get everybody ready and go again afterwards. But you don't want a, a negative result. It's it's yeah. It, you, you don't you don't want to overhype it, but it, it's clearly an absolutely massive, pivotal game now for Southampton, and, and one that really you, you feel like if they don't win, um, it does feel like the, the second half of the season that that's approaching could be quite a long and difficult uh, period for them. Yeah, certainly a huge game ahead. Well, Adam Dean, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon and, of course, for all your contributions in the year to date. We'll see you again soon. Well, Southampton end 2022 with a 2-1 away defeat to Fulham. Next up, it is Nottingham Forest at home on January the 4th. From all of us here at Saints Live, try and enjoy your New Year's Eve and we'll see you in 2023. Happy New Year to you. Bye for now.